and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and my hope is to show you how to have a personal relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that salvation is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. Friends, we are living in the last days, and Jesus is coming back soon. You need to be ready. And the only way to do that is to listen to the Word of God and invite Him into your heart. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. The episode will begin after a short message. No matter how much we are tempted, God can save us. Biblical wisdom is amazing. You can't beat instruction from God himself. Unfortunately, if you don't read the Bible, you'll never find it. Besides the word of God, all scripture being God-breathed is the best advice we could get on how to live our lives no matter what life throws at us. In today's lesson, the Apostle Paul tackles two controversial topics for his day, temptation and idolatry. He brings up Moses and the Jews traveling through the wilderness. Why? Because we learn from history. We see the mistakes people in the past made and we're supposed to learn from them so we don't make the same mistakes. Why can't or don't we learn? Certainly, it has to do with pride. Yes, one of the seven deadly sins. Pride gets in our way all the time. We, of course, know better. We can overcome it. There is nothing we can't do. We can handle it. Unfortunately, that is not how God wants us to handle life. He wants us to depend on him and him only. Let's see what Paul has to say. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And Paul writes, I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. It's interesting. He's talking to Greeks, referring to ancestors. So he's saying that Christians, because they're brothers and sisters with Christ, are also children of Abraham. All of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them, and all of them walked through the sea on dry ground. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as followers of Moses. All of them ate the same spiritual food, and all of them drank the same spiritual water. For they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them, and that rock was Christ. Yet God was not pleased with most of them, and their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. These things happened as a warning to us, so that we would not crave evil things as they did, or worship idols as some of them did. As the scriptures say, the people celebrated with feasting and drinking, and they indulged in pagan revelry. And that's in Exodus 32.6. And we must not engage in sexual immorality as some of them did, causing 2,300 of them to die in one day. 
Nor should we put Christ, the Lord, to the test, as some of them did, and then died from snake bites. And don't grumble, as some of them did, and then were destroyed by the angel of death. These things happened to them as examples for us. They were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. Yes, we are living in the last days. If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. So my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. You are reasonable people. Decide for yourselves if what I am saying is true. When we bless the cup at the Lord's table, aren't we sharing in the blood of Christ? And when we break the bread, aren't we sharing in the body of Christ? And though we are many, we all eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are one body. Think about the people of Israel. Weren't they united by eating the sacrifices at the altar? What am I trying to say? Am I saying that food offered to idols has some significant significance or that idols are real gods? No, not at all. I am saying that these sacrifices are offered to demons, not to God. And I don't want you to participate with demons. You cannot drink from the cup of the Lord and from the cup of demons too. You cannot eat at the Lord's table and at the table of demons too. What do we dare to rouse the Lord's jealousy? Do you think we are stronger than he is? You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. So you may eat any meat that is sold in the marketplace without raising questions of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. That's from Psalm 24, verse 1. If someone who isn't a believer asks you home for dinner, accept the invitation if you want to. Eat whatever is offered to you without raising questions of conscience. But suppose someone tells you, this meat was offered to an idol, don't eat it. Out of consideration for the conscience of the one who told you. It might not be a matter of conscience for you, but it is for the other person. For why should my freedom be limited by what someone else thinks? If I can thank God for the food and enjoy it, why should I be condemned for eating it? So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Don't give offense to Jews or Gentiles or the church of God. I too try to please everyone in everything I do. I don't just do what is best for me. I do what is best for others so that many may be saved. Oh, so what did we learn here? When facing temptation, know that you are not alone. It's the price of life. Many who have gone before you have likewise been tempted. God is faithful. He'll never abandon you. He's on call 24-7, and that's one of the benefits of salvation. And if you click on to, over to my blog, I've got a lot of links in there so you can dig deeper in a lot of these things that I'm talking about. Three, whatever the temptation is, it will be bearable. Ask God for the strength to overcome it. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. 
And four, there's always a way out. Find the exit. Ask God to lead you. A wise pastor once said, the best way to overcome temptation is to avoid it in the first place. That was uh, Pastor Scott Pixler from uh, one of the pastors when I first joined my church. That is so true. Demons are behind all idolatry. When reading the Bible from cover to cover, from Genesis to Revelation, you can't help but get the idea that God absolutely hates idolatry. Idols, and they can come in all forms, take your eyes away from Jesus. And it's all about Jesus. If you pray to Mary or any of the saints, you're taking your focus away from Jesus. If you're focused on making money above all else, you're taking your eyes off Jesus. If you're obsessed with or addicted to celebrity, social media, partying, drugs, booze, gambling, food, hey, anything of this world, you're not focusing on Jesus. If you're facing any questionable activity, ask yourself first, does it build me up in my faith? Two, does it glorify God? Pretty simple, huh? Well, all, but, well, it all does take something on your part first. You need to invite Jesus into your heart. That's it. That's it. Without the Holy Spirit inside of you, you will not have the strength to overcome temptation. And I have um, links, a link on my website on how to invite Jesus into your heart. Um, if you don't know what to say or what to pray, I have a prayer in the show notes. Um, you could take a look. And also over in my blog at the bottom, I embedded uh, a beautiful video um, uh, with which is um, When I Call on Jesus by Nicole C. Mullen. And remember that you can always call on Jesus. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times, but know that things aren't falling apart. They are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish. 
but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.